Welcome to Sound Bites. It is another Friday night, and I'm Russell. And I'm Peter. And that's a better intro. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we are pre-recording this on Sunday. Uh, we're going to lose the whole live aspect of this show. We're just going to yeah. do a one-take show. And today we are talking about the mystery. Oh, the conspiracy theories. Oh, the conspiracy. No, we're done with mysteries now. We've <laughs> done three a three-parter on uh, mystery shows and mysteries and why do people enjoy them. And now we're actually going to continue, sort of, I guess, as to why do people believe in conspiracy well, theories. Well, one thing that doesn't change from a pre-recorded show or a live show is that Russell's dumb. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, as conspiracies. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy theories. So, well, there's a lot of them. Definitely the anti-vaxxers. Yesterday, well, okay, for people living in the future, yesterday, <laughs> Saturday, yeah, uh, which was the 20th of February, we had anti-vaxxers protesting, uh, marching in the city of Perth, uh, violent clashes in Melbourne, and all because of the conspiracy that the vaccine that we're going to be given is a way of human control or oh, or yeah. to stop you having big, uh, kids or blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Where do people get these nut job things? And I, I don't I don't mean to call you nut jobs if you are an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I just think that in a world where we have very good science yeah. that backs up a lot of this, yeah. that these vaccines either work or prevent uh, you getting sick, isn't that what you want? Well, well, it is, and uh, obviously, it's th- there's actually a lot to unpack with regards to why do people buy into these uh, conspiracy theories. Um, so, uh, essentially, like to define uh, a conspiracy theory, uh, so basically, it's it's the belief that a powerful person or people or organisation or government conspire together. Uh, to achieve some goal, usually evil or deceptive, oh, well, uh, in nature. I hate to tell you, look at COVID. All the rich people funded the vaccine, all the governments shipped the vaccine. Yeah. It's no wonder why we have anti-vax, anti, anti-vaxxers, anti-believers well, in the vaccine. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's usually because um, what it is is that a lot of people are either overwhelmed with information. So, uh, even like we, we've we always binge. had access to information, but now we've got um, Facebook, Twitter, yeah, and, and we've got a lot of overwhelming information. So, um, and what happens then is, is that people don't have or may not have um, been given the opportunity to learn how to actually query that information to be able to sort through what is factual and what isn't. Um, so and it, uh, it is interesting because a lot more people these days are getting their information off of social media, and we had we have Facebook. I, I shouldn't say we had Facebook because we do have Facebook, but it's just not the news. <laughs> just not the news. Um, but it does lead to a lot of people spouting conspiracies and spouting uh, lies and yeah. misinformation. You look at I don't want to say who it is. It's a, famous chef and I can't think of oh, his name. Pete Evans. Thank you. I was nearly going to say the other one. Um, Manu? No. Um, Curtis. Uh, oh, the uh, good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one that's not in Conspiracy yeah, Theorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, P- Peter P- Evans. Peter yeah. Evans. So he was at the uh, rally yesterday and uh, he got kicked off Facebook. He's been kicked off Instagram. He's been yeah. kicked off Twitter. Deplatformed. De- He's been... but And all because of spouting what I guess we believe is 
well, I, I would say I believe, not putting you in it, but I believe is a bunch of BS. Yeah, I, I, I don't subscribe to any of the anti-vaxxer um, theories because um, basically I've looked at into the research. And, th- and this is the problem with uh, what happens is that um, whenever something big mm. uh, happens, um, so say, for example, with COVID and now all of a sudden 12 months later, and it sounds really rapid, it sounds as though, um, th- you know, uh, we had this massive thing happen, so... It couldn't have just been a simple thing like a zoonotic uh, virus jumped from an animal or a species to humans uh, yeah. and then spread. It had, you know, so so it, in psychology we call that uh, proportionality bias. So anything that is big must have a, a big complicated uh, sort of explanation to it. Um, and now people are seeing these vaccines come out and they're sort of going, oh, gee, isn't that amazing how all of a sudden they can create these vaccines? Not well, realizing the mRNA vaccine, not it's not really not, a cure. It's well, just, but but also the the technology behind mRNA vaccines has been in development for thirty years. This is just the first time we've applied it. Well, um, it, it is interesting, and I, we we are talking about conspiracy theorists. But I I heard one of the biggest conspiracies of them all relating to COVID. Okay. Um, and most probably this episode is most probably going to get deplatformed from a lot of platforms because I said the word COVID. Um, anyway, might have to bleep the word out. Yeah. Um, but so a lot of people believe here in Australia, funny enough, yeah. that 5G wasn't a thing in 2019. Right. Like the 5G antennas. Yeah. They believe that the virus was man-made yeah. to put us all away yeah. so that they could come put out 5G. Yeah. And, and, and to, <laughs> to what end? For, for what purpose? <laughs> well, and where were these people when 4G came out and 3G? Well, there has been conspiracy theorists about every G out there, uh, 3G, 4G. Yeah. It's, it's something that uh, seems to be reoccurring every time we B- because, do something. Uh, and again, this is because people are having trouble um, siphoning what is good information as opposed to misleading information uh, or potentially deceptive information um and 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 that comes from uh, you know sadly it it, it, it to in my mind it, it is almost that concept of not being able to distinguish when somebody's you know pulling a swift one you know that's why people fall into multi-level marketing schemes well, um scammers uh, you know but what's the end goal like okay let's just for these conspiracy theorists who create this 5g is bad for you yeah. What is their end goal? Like, because th- clearly they're not going to get 5G stopped. Is it well, to sell a product? Is it to, to because you do see a lot of these things going, oh, 5G is bad for you. Now you've got to buy this little plug that stops the yeah, 5G's yeah, 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 yeah. rays around well, you. Well, as, as for the goals, for every conspiracy, it's, it's a little bit different. But essentially there is um, three main reasons why people buy into conspiracy theories. So first of all, it's that um, need for understanding and consistency. We call that um, ep- epistemic uh, need. Then there is that uh, existential need, uh, which is a need for control. And then finally, for some people, it's that social need, so a, a need to belong or to feel important. And we saw that with all the people who um, joined the QAnon move, uh, movement uh, and stormed the Capitol building. Um, you know, and and so there was a lot of. Um, belief there that uh, they had been robbed of an election, um, that they could take control of their government again and, and have who they wanted 
um, reinstated, even though there was no evidence that it was a, um, uh, a robbed election or that um, the, 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 the results were uh, incorrect or uh, in, in any way. So, so for, for a lot of people buying into these conspiracy theories, it's because they are either overwhelmed um, or they just don't accept the um, evidence that is presented to them by the authorities at the time. And we're seeing it now. Uh, we, we're seeing like, um, you know, medical experts are being questioned as to, you know, the um, validity uh, and reliability of their claims regarding either vaccines or medical treatments, um, all those sorts of things. And and I, I think that's, that's where... Uh, a lot of people now, it's easier for them to digest, mentally digest and accept, yeah. um, you know, the sort of scary paranoia um, type theories. And and, there, and sadly, it's be- I think there's also an element to it that not all conspiracy theories have been wrong. Okay, so I just want to quickly jump into it because you, you did just say something that was very interesting. Uh, let's talk about, well, let's quickly, on the night of uh, Halloween. The night oh, yes. before Halloween, yes, in 1938. Oh yes, going back a you, while. Yeah, I know. It's so a the Mercury Theatre on radio live on air. Sorry, the oh, Mercury the, the War of the World. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the Mercury Theatre on the air live radio adaption of uh, the novel, uh, the World, the War of the Worlds, uh, serialized in 1897. If I'm correct. Uh, was mimicking a news broadcast to basically they had some realistic sounds in there, yeah. and they made a f- made a broadcast that yeah, sounded like <laughs> they scared a lot of people. <laughs> so, is that where a conspiracy? Like, okay, that is I because I searched history of alien conspiracies. Oh, you love your aliens. I do, <laughs> and this is what first came up, and I was yeah. going, "Is that where it all started?" No, well, conspiracy theories have been around for a long time. But uh, isn't that a good way to start an alien conspiracy theory? Well, it certainly is. And and that in itself was uh, an example of how it's very easy um, to, manipulate. To, to manipulate people, um, especially when they only get their source of information uh, from one location. And in this case, it was radio uh, and a radio broadcast. Um, and, uh, a- and actually, that's not unusual as well, because what happens is, is that we then, uh, once you start buying into a conspiracy theory, the next step is to... Um, exhibit what we call confirmation bias, which means that, okay, so now I'm, I've decided I'm believing the anti-vaxxer story or I'm believing the um, yep. whatever, um, flat earth uh, conspiracy. So now I start going and looking for more um, evidence, and I use that in quotations, yep. um, that tells me more about that. Why, why should I be more concerned about it? And then I come across somebody who says, you know, that's all nonsense. And so what I do is I... I diminish the value of of any countering information and and I emphasise the value of information that confirms what I'm already believing. Um, And I don't don't actually scrutinise that, you know, new information at all. I just sort of accept it wholeheartedly and and, and so we call that confirmation bias. So... Uh, the number one question I think everyone wants to know is who's who inventing conspiracy theories. Well, I think it's anybody <laughs> who, no, I mean, who like gets out there the, first. The very first one. Who? who well, I don't know which one was the first. Was one. it Jesus? Well, no. Look, if you're going to talk about religion, then there, there's a lot of um, conspiracies there. Well, yeah, well, yeah. There, there's a lot of statements made. Um, like there's a hell. There's a heaven. Well, and and that's right. And you sort of keep going. Prove it. Okay. Yeah. Where, where's the evidence? Um, 
And why is it that these sorts of religious stories uh, are recycled via various religions? There, there are five yeah. um, great flood stories in history. I only know about one. That's right, because all the others have been... Um, debunked. Well, they've all been debunked, but the... Well, hang on, hang on. The first, the real The very flood first one was... was the was dinosaurs. A, well, that wasn't a flood. But it pretty much was, because... Big rock came in, smashed everything, everything got took up. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> a water. That, that was debris and... That's a flood. It's just not water flood. It was a flood of everything. Everything died. So anyway, the <laughs> first great flood story was actually a localised flood story and it did involve someone who had built a boat and survived whilst all the other people perished. And then, you know, it got recycled through multiple um, iterations. Um, I think it's the story of Gilgamesh. Um, now, now you're really testing my memory on that one. Sorry. No? Okay. Uh, so, uh, and, and, and similarly, um, uh, the, the virgin birth, that has been attributed to many of the prophets, uh, yeah. either virgin birth or miraculous births. Um, so, th- th- so I, I don't know if they're uh, conspiracy theories, but they're certainly um, stories that uh, if you wish to invest in them, then obviously you would have that confirmation so, bias. Creationtoday.org. Ooh. Yep. Well, that's um, a re- I think that's a religious organization. I think so too because they're the going to debunk the whole <laughs> No, no, there was only one story. They're going to they, this is what they say. Dinosaur graveyard is more evidence of Noah's flood. No, it's not. <laughs> because uh, are they going to say and I haven't read I haven't read it either. See, I, I, don't, I, I don't have a computer in front of me. I'm relying on my poor frail so, memory. So let's have, <laughs> I'm I'm clicking it. So they've yeah. got a page view at least. Yeah. Um let's have a look. So um, okay, it's too much reading. Um, and they and they they probably claim that the, the, the reason why the dinosaurs didn't make it onto the um ark was that they were too big. So Eric Hovind grew up immersed in the world of apocalypse, and following college, graduated in 1999. He began full time ministry, uh, presidents, and founder of someplace I can't pronounce. Um, but basically he believes in creation and God and that. So it's, it is a very religious, um, site. Well, I think that the, the web address gave it away. Well, creation today could be anything. Okay. Like it could be a cooking website. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you want to read it, head over to creationtoday.org. Yeah. But to finish that point, what I think a lot of them were saying yeah. is, is that, um, dinosaurs were too big to fit on the ark. Whereas, in fact, the majority of um, dinosaurs were not megafauna like we think of as the no. T-Rexes and the... Um, but that does mean that the Bible lied too because God told Noah to go and collect two of every animal. Two of every kind. Yeah, well, dinosaurs are different types of kinds. T-Rex, for example. Yeah, we're seeing, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to start talking about it because... <laughs> I, I, none of that happened. You know. <laughs> well, we know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's been conspiracy theorists. Well, actually, okay. If we if we really want to follow that through, yeah, <laughs> it should be a whole new so, episode. No, no, it should be because it, the Bible actually states that Noah was instructed to collect two of every kind of animal. So that's why now uh, a lot the of word the kind. Well, and a lot of the relig- religious people say that's why he didn't have to um, collect two of every variant of every species. He didn't have to collect, you know. Uh, 500 types of different dogs and, you know, 3,000 types of different cats. And how do we have all those different types of dogs today? See, that is now, see, because they also don't promote evolution, but you don't get all those different um, speciation unless you have some form of evolutionary change. Exactly. So, 
So, so, so the Bible's so, so, a lie, people. The Bible's a lie. That's that's me saying that, not Peter. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I th- I think that as a book, as it's a, a very well told book. Well, I, I think people also need to remember that religion was at the time. They were the government of the day, and so right. therefore the Bible in itself, as a book, it was a, an attempt to provide instruction. Um, you got to remember that the Old Testament is, is essentially the Jewish Bible or the the, the Jewish Torah, um, and then the New Testament, which has been written after that, um, uh, that clarifies the homosexuality thing. But but does it? Because if you go to the original translations, there are only six verses in the Bible that talk about uh, homosexuality, and and only. Uh, male homosexuality and no no other. Um, it doesn't talk about. Look, we'll do another episode about okay, that. Okay, okay, we're going back to conspiracy then, theory. Let's get back on task about conspiracy <laughs> theories. You take me away <laughs> to the topic. And I so did, and that's a very interesting topic, and I could keep going down that rabbit hole, but let's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so conspiracy theories. So so and so therefore, um, for a lot of conspiracy believers, conspiracy theory believers. Um, what it is is that they fall into what we call illusionary pattern perception. So what they're doing is, is that they're, they're, they're looking at factors um, that uh, they believe increases the chances of the conspiracy being true. So, and and in, in, in uh, scientific analysis, if you have enough data, you can form any pattern you want. Um, and that's why sometimes having um, you know large data sets requires even more scrutiny uh, to ensure that there is... Um, you know, that effect is not occurring, that you're not just finding combinations that actually uh, don't mean anything. That's why um, when we analyse things through science, we often say that um, uh, correlation doesn't mean causation. It's it's a bit of a, a, a way of making sure we don't fall down that uh, illusionary pattern perception um, bias. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think it, it's, it's quite um, interesting in regards to all those things. But as I said before, the problem why... People do uh, enjoy and probably invest in conspiracy theories is because they haven't always been wrong. Um, so, what? What was name one that conspiracy theories that they were correct about? Well, there, there was one um, between 1953 and 1964. So this went for 11 years. I'm glad that you researched this because oh, I did. <laughs> you I knew did. what I was going to ask you. I, you know, I, you know, when I when I sit down and I research these, uh, you know, in the <laughs> very bit when we first started doing this show, I had in my head that these these podcasts will just flow quite nicely, and now I am honestly, I, I'm I'm researching so many broad avenues and ways that we can go and. Yeah. Yeah, it's all because of me, because yeah, I no, ask I, the strangest, weirdest yeah, questions. I, I'm almost having to go and take some anti-anxieties and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so working so with you is a bit of a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so what was the... What, what so was, back then, back yeah. then, so back in the, <laughs> between six, 53 and 64, um, the US government was, was secretly giving out to their citizens LSD uh, without their knowledge, so that they were just doing this. Hang on, um, how can you not know that you're on LSD? That's like well, it, it's not the you not know, the trippy stuff. Yeah, but, well, it is the trippy stuff, but it's not to the dosage where you know you go and get some water out of the tap, and all of a sudden the next thing you know you're. Um, what they were doing is they were um, you know dispensing um, this this drug um, and basically seeing what the reactions were and how people were dealing with it and uh, all sorts of stuff. So um, and how so, were so they was delivering this drug? Through the water. Well, it wasn't through the water. It could have been through multiple means. It wasn't just one. Um, Who wants drugs? Come get drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
knows? But, you know, it, it, it actually happened. So they were doing it on universities and prisons and in hospitals. Um, so they were dispensing oh. this stuff. Um, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it was without consent and without medical supervision. So It makes uh, and, it all right, so though, because it's on the university grounds well, where they do studies. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you still want to be able to at least be aware of what's happening. But, but so, and so the reason why, um, uh, and for a while people were saying, oh, we think that they're putting something in this food or, you know, whatever. And everyone's going, no, no, no you're just a mad conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but later on it turned out it was true. Well done. Well done. So yeah, so that that was one of them. Well, wow. uh, and and of course, you know, there was also the um, conspiracy that the government has been spying on us for years. Oh, that's so. that's true, and we, that's true. I mean, it's turned out to be true. The and and more so in America than here in well, Australia. Well, we've, we've got ASIO and and everyone that listens to our podcast. You're spying on us. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but essentially, the the the, the general tenet around a, a lot of um, conspiracy theories uh, is that um, uh, there was. It, it, then they they lack of a certain verif- verifiability. So uh, in science, any sort of theory that is put forward has to have an element of falsifiability about it. So if I said, look, oh, here's my theory of evolution, not mine, obviously, um, and I don't say, listen, you can you can actually prove this wrong by, and then I have to have my reasons as to how you can counter it. Um, and the theory of evolution, the reason why we say, you know, it's almost uh, considered fact. Um, in science, nothing is considered fact. But if we we uh, we could say that it's been around for a hundred years, and people have come at it with everything they've got, and it has stood the test of all that scrutiny. So that's not to say one day somebody will, and that person, whoever they are, uh, will probably win. Well, they wouldn't, and they will win a Nobel Prize for um, debunking it and coming up with a better theory. So that's the thing. It's not about just falsifying one theory. It's about being able to come up with something better. Yeah. It's interesting because we're talking about conspiracy theories today and the CIA apparently invented the term conspiracy theories. Oh, they came up with Apparently. <laughs> well, they, well, I suppose it was I, their product. Let, let me just read this out. It goes, there's a conspiracy theory that the CIA invented the term conspiracy theory. Are you on conspiracytheories.org or something? <laughs> I'm on theconversation.com. Okay. Um, and they, there's a big article about the JFK. Is it JFK? Let me just double check. The 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 Kennedy assassination. Yep, yep. So apparently, uh, uh, the Kennedy assassination was the first major ins- instance in which conspiracy theorists accused the state of secretly plotting evil and provided alternative accounts that then were labelled conspiracy theories, as in the 1967 CIA CIA document. And seeing that's a really good example of that proportionality bias I was talking about before. So something like the assassination of a president is a massive thing. Yeah. And so then for somebody to say, oh, well, how could it have just been one guy in a book repository with a with a single gun? It had to be – It, you know, you don't just assassinate a president. It's got to be more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, John Lennon was assassinated by one person and there was no – well, I'm sure there is conspiracies regarding that, but it, essentially that's what it boiled down to. Yeah. It was just one person. Well, it, it, it's, uh, so I'm on um, Wikipedia, right, as we talk about conspiracy theories, and yeah. this one stuck out to me mainly because uh, seven disease specialists were on board. Now, uh, it's the Malaysia air flight MH17, yeah. uh, which was shot down over Ukraine in July 2014. The conspiracy is that... Uh, this event has spawned numerous alternative theories. The various include allegations that it was a secret flight MH370, 
that the plane was actually shot down by the Ukraine Air Force to frame Russia, that it was part of a conspiracy to conceal the, quote, truth, end quote, about HIV. In brackets, they go, seven disease specialists were on board, end, end bracket. Or that the Illuminati or Israeli were responsible. So There's it, a lot of theories for that one play. Yeah, so again, that's the whole illusionary pattern um, bias that I was talking about before, that uh, illusionary pattern perception. So if you think of a, a modern commercial air, aircraft, such as the MH340, uh, 370? 370 was the one that disappeared. So that, that, uh, the so one three, that I just so spoke 17, about. MH317, yeah. uh, sorry. Yep. Um, that one which was shot down over Ukraine, um, you know, th- that would have been carrying... a. You know, about three hundred people. Yeah. So, if if you look through that, you would you would find um, common patterns, and it would not be unusual that there would be a group of people who are returning or going to a conference um, on the same flight. Yeah. Um, as then to sort of attribute to that, oh well, the reason why that could be a reason why they shot down the plane uh, was because they didn't want these you know final secret of HIV getting out or whatever or, it is. Or maybe the conspiracy is that there was more females on that on that plane and they thought, no, we've got to stop all the mums. Well, you know, and this See, is the thing. Compis- but, but, and that's right. I just if, created if, if, one. If, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you go through and if you just look for any sort of pattern yep. and then assign a, a, a reason to that pattern, then what happens is that people then go, oh, yeah, no, wow, that's a, that's a, I never thought of that. And then all of a sudden, if you're, if you're really ahead of the game and you start creating web pages of, you know, you know who are these people, and you, you could then start building this case. Yeah. And, and that's what happened where the anti-vaxxer movement started, yeah. was that a doctor who stated that um, he believed that there was a correlation between um, vac- vaccinating children um, with the measles, uh, I think it was measles or rubella or one of the vaccines, um, and the onset of autism. Um, and since that that day, and I think it, I can't remember what year it was, and probably the nineties or um, uh, no, there has been so much additional research done to to discredit this this claim, um, and still people persist on believing that there is a link between vaccination and autism. Yeah. Um, and and the and 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 the, and the problem. So so there there are some real world negative effects of what's happening now um, with regards to this movement. As you've seen, yeah. on, you know, on Saturday you had these protesters. Uh, people are now questioning: Is this safe? Is uh, well, you know, am I, I putting myself at risk? But that's the thing. I think they're fair questions to ask. The the is it safe? And and what's the side effects? Because we've seen, and unfortunately, as much as people don't want to cover this, and definitely main, mainstream media doesn't want to cover this, the Pfizer vaccine, when it first started, did have a number of pauses. Now, yes, they were for safeguards, as we were told, but some people died. Now, not they're saying it wasn't because of the Pfizer vaccine. They're saying it was other reasons. So, but so with, we don't know. Yeah, but with all vaccine rollouts... At any time, uh, especially in, in phase two and phase three clinical trials, at any time that someone comes down with any other symptom, it doesn't even matter if it's related or um, uh, non-related to the, the vaccine, a pause is done and a full investigation is undertaken to roll out that um, issue. And similarly, we, we had those um, elderly people in that um, nursing yes. home yep. um, and there were a number of deaths. But what wasn't reported was that these were not people who uh, who were quite fit and vital and these were people who 
had at best a life expectancy of another six months. But 23 people died in Norway after receiving the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. That's right. That was on the the the, the 15th of the 1st. And the population they represented, so of people in their cohort, usually you would have 400 people in that cohort die naturally every every month. So that wasn't reported. So when we, we looked into it, these people were... Um, not, as I said, they were not, um, uh, they, they didn't have a lot of vitality. They were actually quite um, ill to begin with. They, they weren't expected to live much more than six months uh, anyway. Um, so, and, and, and so to attribute their deaths to the vaccine solely, you're then ruling out the fact that they were already quite uh, uh, at the advanced stages yeah. of life and, uh, and, and, and close to experience. Um, well, yeah. it's, it is interesting because it's a sixty-year-old. Now that's not old. No, but you're not. That's you, you're just looking at chronological age. What was their health? Well, th- we don't know at this time. But that's twenty-eighth right, of those, the first. Those things aren't reported in Santa Anne. Santa Anne. Anna. Is that you Santana. It? Santana. Santana. Yeah, a sixty-year-old uh, Orange County man died after receiving a second dose of the Corona vaccine. An investigation is now underway to determine if the vaccine played any role in his death. Yeah, so, okay, so w- that's one person. Who that's wasn't, one person. Who that's not in the nursing home. That wasn't in the nursing home. And we still don't know the reason for it. But I mean, for all we know, the, the next sentence to that was because he was hit by a car. So you, you, can you see what I'm saying? By you, I, if, if I you only take that. a snippet of information. That. And so, therefore, if you then apply your confirmation bias to that... He would go. I don't care about that. Maybe he was, del- you know, he was weary or weak from the vaccine. That's why he walked well, down they, in front of a car. They did or say or that the guy, the patient's name is Tim. Tim had high blood pressure, but otherwise was healthy. Again, we still don't know so, what the cause was. Well, um, we, we, that's will we ever st- find out? That's the thing because that's like we we, and I'm not saying that the anti anti vaxxers don't have anything to worry about because I think any of us whether you believe in the vaccine or not believe in the vaccine, there is that safety concern. But the, but there is with everything. So, I mean, how many people stop and think, if I get into this car, I'm not going to make it to the next destination? How many people think the next time I take a bite of this, I'm going to choke to death? There could be yeah. a lot of people. So, so I think people need to remember, nothing in this life is risk-free. No. Nothing comes risk-free. Um, and But when you can consider the risk in it against the activity, and then you realise, well, you know what, I've... I feel very safe driving. I feel very safe eating this food. I feel very safe. Then it's the same thing with with uh, the vaccine candidates that have been put forward. These things have been tested, and and that one case is is one case that we're still investigating in comparison to the millions of people who have already been vaccinated. So we're we're not talking about a one on one situation. One person got a vaccine and they died. Yeah. And therefore, everyone who got that vaccine just died. So what we're talking about is one in, in you know, I, I can't, off the top of my head, I don't know how many doses yep. have been rolled out, but we're well into the millions now. Um, so it, it, so once we find out why he, he died, um, then we'll be able to then say, okay, is there a, a risk there? And we actually do know from the um, second and third stage clinical trials is that people who have um, uh, severe allergic responses um, to to uh, uh, medications and vaccines, uh, they have to be monitored. But even those people who have severe reactions, uh, not all of them are dying. A lot of them actually can be treated with uh, with adrenaline um, yeah. at, at the site. And 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 our vaccine centres here in 
uh, Perth and I'm sure everywhere else, uh, are actually now prepared with, um, they have on hand uh, all the uh, emergency responses they require in case somebody should experience that. See, and, and I guess I'm not, s- uh, that's the thing, like we, and not to explain to conspiracy theorists uh, stories or anything like that, but that that's the thing that uh, I think, well, it hasn't really been tested like let, let's be real the hiv medication gets tested a lot more than what this vaccine has been tested the flu vaccine got tested a lot more when it first created now it's what do you base that on well, where, where did you come up with that it's been tested over the decades that it's been around well covid hasn't been around for decades i know but Surely, the, okay, the last time so, we did... So, the other thing that people are misunderstanding about the, the testing regime is that medical testing is, is extremely expensive. That's why um, it takes a long time normally to put together any sort of um, medical controls for diseases, viruses, you know, infections, that yeah. sort of stuff. Whereas COVID has had untold billions thrown at it to, to get a solution as quickly as possible. So when you have, um, on top of that, a, a massive appetite by governments and businesses to eradicate this thing, or certainly bring it under medical control, um, you've got a willingness and, and payment for all the um, uh, drug companies and, and the researchers and the medical uh, research to, to happen. We're able to um, stand on the shoulders of 30 years of mRNA uh, vaccine research yep. to be able to deliver this. So... Um, nothing about this has actually skipped any steps. Uh, it's all gone through the same process. It's just that it's had far more resources thrown at it than anything else has. But we're not sure what the long-term effects of having this vaccine is. You know, what, like, what do you base like, that on? No, no, <laughs> from the point of view as when we all get medication, like the measles yeah. vaccine, yeah. we get that, but we know because of history that these are the side effects, this is what it does to your body, this is the outcome. I think the concern from a lot of people, or from some people, not a lot of people, but some people, if you go by what the march was yesterday, yeah. was they don't know what this jab does to your cells and to your other parts of your body long term. So It doesn't do anything long term. Know, and in fact, we're not even sure we know that. whether you're going to need additional jabs later on or how long you will have immunity for. Just like our flu vaccine, you have peak immunity for the first three to six months and by eight yeah. months you may need, it'll up. start to, to wane and by 12 months you'll need another one. But do you think that, that, that okay, so this is, I guess what I'm trying to get to because we've gone way off topic here, <laughs> but w- it's topical. Um, however, do you think that it needs to, needed to be better communication from not the governments, but from Pfizer or the vaccine, whoever made the vaccine, to the public. But there is. It's all out there. But you, clearly you, people you aren't going to read. That's, no, that's no, the problem. It, and that's where that confirmation bias comes in. So I'm, uh, as an anti-vaxxer or as, an, uh, you know, as, as a conspiracy theorist um, subscriber, I don't care what the drug companies pump out because I know it's all lies. Yep. Uh, I, but I believe who this person, um, because they, they're saying the things that, yeah, that just rings true to me. Um, and, they're and, the and salesman. That's, and that's the basis of a lot of um, uh, uh, conspiracy theorists, yeah. is that how, uh, what process do you use to um, decide who is providing accurate information? And, if you, and, yeah. and, and, and that's why things like flat earth 
um, believers believe what they do because you go, but haven't you seen, we've got satellites, we've got pictures from NASA, we've got, and they go, ah, but that's proof that it's actually all a lie. And you're like, how? Exactly. <laughs> but because they're so... In it's a movie, okay? It's VHF. Yeah. So because they're so invested um, in their belief of the conspiracy that any evidence to um, refute it is instantly diminished in yep. its value. Look, it's, it is an interesting topic to talk about. We are talking about I conspiracy. Like conspiracy I know, but I look. I don't subscribe to them, but I do like them. I did just see twenty-two minutes ago, or actually, it's more than that now. About an hour ago, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison went and got his first Pfizer jab. Good on him. Yep. Um, hopefully, we'll be watching the next. Three months or what? When does the second jab happen? Three weeks. Oh uh, yeah, twenty-one days. So we'll wait for twenty-one days and see Depending what happens on the to vi- him. the vaccine. We'll we'll wait twenty-one days and see what happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing will happen to. Well, he might. No, sorry. There there are some potential um, uh, symptoms that you might get. So sore muscle where the in uh, needle but went that's in. That's normal. That's right. You you you, you get may that with experience some mild symptoms of um, your body uh, adjusting adjusting to well. It, it, but it will it, not give you COVID. No, it, what it is is you've you've in, it, introduced something into your um, your body that your uh, immune system will identify as foreign foreign and needing to be defeated, and that's what it's for. Yeah. So part of the mRNA vaccine is not just the um, the the design that your cells can then learn uh, how to attack COVID, but also an antagonist which um, encourages your immune system to destroy um, that that uh, the, the vaccine candidate. It was really interesting because I do remember, and I can't remember which vaccine the doctor got in the UK. He got the vaccine, all the doses, and then he still got COVID. Do you remember which one it was? It was either the Pfizer or the or the other one. Well, no, no vaccine is a hundred percent effective. But th- th- that's also one of the conspiracies: is that the Pfizer vaccine isn't actually the the COVID vaccine? Because look at this doctor; and, and, and it's not he got f- sick. And but that's like the flu. You can get the flu vaccine or the f- the flu jab and still get the flu. But yeah, so what happens is if you get the flu jab and you still get the flu, what happens is, is that you get a milder form of that flu, so you don't get the full severity of it. Mm. Um, and similarly, if you have the COVID vaccine, well, I don't actually know this, so this I'm sort of now just extrapolating. We're going to be conspiracy theorists. I'm not saying this is true, and if you're buying into it and saying and putting it on a placard and walking down the Hay Street Mall, you're a bloody idiot. Um, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is that uh, it will provide a certain level of protection, um, and, and similarly with the AstraZeneca, that's why a lot of people are complaining and saying, why are we giving people the AstraZeneca vaccine when it's only um, anywhere from 60 to 80% effective as opposed to Pfizer, which is yeah. between 90 to 95% effective. Um, but AstraZeneca, what it does, if you should get COVID, it will ensure that your symptoms aren't severe and requiring hospitalization and uh, won't lead to death. Um, so it reduces the uh, body's response to the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, sorry, to the to the virus. Yeah. Look, it, it is interesting because, like, I've... <sighs> this is the other thing. Talking about conspiracy theorists, <laughs> I'm on another news website, lifesitenews.com. Never heard of them before. But the first thing underneath their article is the following. LifeSite News has been permanently banned from YouTube. Oh, why is that? I don't What's, know. What have they been that? doing? Now, I would take it as because of their co- anti-COVID, anti, 
you look at the article I'm reading, and this was the 46 residents in Spanish nursing home die after receiving COVID-19. You go further down the article, and they give you a list of all the all the. So, for example, 29 elderly die in Nor- Norway. Uh, 13 deaths among 40 residents following the vaccine in Germany. 10 deaths in uh, Germany's palliative care. 22 out of 72 residents from a nursing home in England. Uh, 24 seniors at a nursing home in New York. Uh, 10 cases of COVID were reported. Okay, that's totally uh, different. Um, so, so they've listed a bunch of these deaths of elderly people. And that's what I'm seeing a lot on the internet. But see, this is the... It's this the, is the elderly that are getting the vaccine who are passing away. Yeah, but this is the... the so the first thing you have to do is ask yourself, well, who are these people? Well, they're who, a... Who, who, and, and when I say that, I mean, who are, the, who are the publishers of this website? Well, I'm trying to actually find out who the actual owners are of their website. Let's go to the About page. Yeah. Okay, so it was founded in 1997, and uh, th- this is their principles. Number one. Accurate, I can't pronounce that word. Accurate. Thank you. In content is given high priority. News and information tips from readers are encouraged and validated. Validate corrections are always welcome. Writing and research is always professional calibrate. So that's their first number one rule. They're saying. So so basically, they're saying anyone can contribute to us, and if someone should find that it's incorrect, then we'll change it. Okay, hang on, hang on. So so basically, someone sitting on the toilet can post. Uh, this their, is their beliefs this, to this is website. the part. This just uh, the there's a word called homosexuality on here. So let's have listen. Oh let's number four. Lifesitenews.com understands that abortion, euthanasia, cloning, homosexuality, and all other moral life and family issues are all interconnected in a, an internal conflict. <laughs> affecting all nations, even at the most local levels. Lifestyle News attempts to provide its readers with the big picture and the most useful and up-to-date information okay, on these so, conflicts. So I think this so is a, I think this is a religious website again. Well, I don't know if it's religious, but it's certainly open to anyone who has a hateful desire for anybody that they don't like. Rule number three, or principle number three. I'm, I'm not going to read. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the part that. I'm surprised um, they even pretend to have a standard. I know. Really, really impressed with them. Uh, <laughs> it, it has caused by circularist attempt to eliminate. Christian morals. Oh, secularists, yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, and nature, natural law principles, which are seen as the primary obstacle to implementing their new world order. Right. So, so I'm going to say that... I, I actually think you've stumbled across the, probably the testbed of conspiracy theories coming out. Because this... And sadly, what will happen is, is people will cut and paste just that list of deaths... So, yeah. no verification as to how accurate it is. Obviously, these people have an agenda to promote. And they even state in their principles, if you yeah, can principles. call it that, that they will accept anything provided it meets their, their narrative yeah. that... Uh, that, it, that your your abortion, euthanasia, cloning, homosexual and all other life and family issues are interconnected and in international conflict affecting all nations. Yeah, so, you know, and, and so therefore, 
Basically. And that's a perfect example of um, confirmation bias. So if you say if you publish stuff on our webpage that agrees with us, we're gonna we're gonna cheer it and we're gonna promote it. If you try to counter that with any other evidence, we'll just dismiss it because obviously yeah. it doesn't. It, it's in conflict. Well, with, they, with the natural principles. I can definitely tell you that they are really, a religious uh, site because I, they also have life petitions, oh, which is connected to them. Anyway. So uh, they're trying to free a pastor who's in jail in Canada. I don't know what for. Um, but anyway, that's a different topic altogether. That's a different topic. Let's so, get back to the fire vaccine. How, you can, well, you can see how conspiracy theories um, can be popular and, and how uh, people can buy into them. And, and unfortunately, without... Uh, and now what we need to do see the, our our biggest um issue at the moment is not that we don't have enough information we actually have far more information than we can can process um and so people need to have a better way of deciding how do they vet that information yeah. who who how do they how do you decide who is the person to listen to yeah. and we saw that you know decades and decades ago with the um smoking anti-smoking campaigns um so all of a sudden this medical research and there was you know tons of it coming out that smoking led to um uh, negative outcomes for people and the, the tobacco industry then said, right, we're just going to hire a marketing company. So not even a medical research facility, but a marketing company to start producing um, bogus research yeah. um, saying, no, it's not that bad. Uh, I remember seeing this interview with one of the heads of um, Philip Morris, I think it was, or one of the tobacco industries saying, yes, okay, we agree that um, smoking while pregnant um, uh, produces babies that are smaller in size. But then he goes, but... Uh, they're no less healthy, and what woman wouldn't want a smaller baby? And you're just oh sort of saying, "Oh my goodness, really?" He yeah, said that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so it's, it's on YouTube somewhere. We're gonna have to find it. Have they been proved to be safe, Mr. Coleman? I believe they have not been proved to be unsafe because when, as and if, any ingredient in cigarette smoke is identified as being injurious to human health, we are confident that we can eliminate that ingredient. And I concluded from that report, it's true. The babies born from women who smoke are smaller, but they're just as healthy as the babies born from women who do not smoke. What about, about the higher and rate? And some women yes. would prefer having smaller babies. Um, that's one that's disgraceful <laughs> on so many levels. But, and and for, for de and the problem was is that they didn't actually have to then, because they were so effective in marketing their counterpoint. Um, People continue to smoke and ignore the, the the health warnings and all those sorts of things because they were saying, oh, well, you know, that's just what those doctors said. But these doctors, and they weren't doctors, um, these doctors said, oh, it's fine. It's not as bad as people think. There's no evidence that it leads to cancer because my great-great-grandfather, he lived into 100 and he smoked every day. And you're like, yeah, but that was one person as opposed to how many people did die prematurely mm. due to lung cancer. You know, they never sort of... They always make their arguments sound as though they're weighted 50-50 yep. uh, as opposed to one person in, you know, a million, um, you know, didn't die from lung cancer uh, and was a daily smoker as opposed to the million who did die, um, you know, prematurely because of uh, smoking and lung cancer. Well, that is... An and the same with climate change. The climate change oh. denialist. It's, it's, well, it's all out there. They, we, they think it's a 50-50 debate, we, but it's not. I just, I just want to quickly, before I put my foot in it, because I don't want to put my foot in it, definitely... definitely well, don't not, go to that website again. No, though. no, I'm just going to go to YouTube, <laughs> because apparently YouTube is all correct and all, all truthful. Well, I don't um, know about that. It does take them a while to catch up with the, the postings. 
So Rupert Murdoch did a did a interview about climate change. Um, if I can spell, which I cannot spell. Uh, so I'm just oh, claiming he's not a denialist. No, I believe it was the one with Paul Kelly, where basically he he was saying that climate change um was not real. Yeah, well, him and his media empire have been promoting that nonsense for ages. Yeah, so I... But sadly, not just promoting it, but also influencing government policy that has been holding off on um, governments around the world taking action on climate change. We should approach climate change with great scepticism. Climate change has been going on as long as the planet is here, and there will always be a little bit of it. At the moment, the North Pole is not only better, but the South Pole is getting bigger. Uh, things are happening, but how much are we doing uh, with emissions and so on? Well, as far as Australia goes, nothing in the overall picture. China passed. But if you're talking about environment and health and smoke and so on, of course, we're all environmentalists. We all want clean air. Um, but in terms of the world's temperature going up, the worst aspect, uh, the most alarmist things, have said maybe three percent, three cents, three sorry, three degrees centigrade in a hundred years. At the very most, one of those would come from man-made, be man-made. Now, what it means is that if the sea level rises six inches, that's a big deal in the world. The Maldives might disappear or something, but. Okay, we've got to learn to, we can't mitigate that, we can't stop it. We've just got to stop building vast houses on seashores um, and go back a little bit. Uh, you know, the world has been changing for thousands and thousands of years. It's just a lot more complicated today because we're so much more advanced. Well, that was... Uh Interesting in so many levels. Well, this, um, this is where I wish I had my nephew here because he's an environmental scientist, and uh, um, even just uh, remembering some of the things that he said over the time uh, is that virtually everything that's just been said by Mr. Murdoch uh, was absolute rubbish. Um, I do like the part the part where he said, "Well, instead of living on the coastline, we could just build in a bit, yeah, and then as the, as the, like that's a solution, really." Yeah, as though everyone has the resources to just go and build another house somewhere better. Who's going to pay for that? And on top of that, and lose the house that they have already built and invested and paid for. And uh, the the casualness in which he sort of just suggested that, oh, so we lose the Maldives. Well, you know, that's just the price of whatever. I'm not going to pretend I know what he was suggesting. I don't even know what he was suggesting there either. And quite frankly, I find it shocking that he was saying that smoking is okay. But uh, And see, the thing was is that... uh, uh, he said climate has been changing forever. Yes, it has, but it hasn't been changing in the f- in the rapid and the speed at which it currently is. You, and, and the only reason why we actually were able to evolve as a species is because we had relatively stable climate for m- you know, millions of years. You know, from through the you know the various. Um, prehistoric periods to now um but in the last 100 years in the last 200 years we're seeing a rapid increase and and i and the other thing i think a lot of people 
th they hear little percentages, like, uh, you know, the temperature is going at 1.5%. And they're like, well, that's nothing. If I got 1.5% of whatever, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But if you think of the, the, the planet, to increase the global temperature, even by 1%, the, vol the, the amount of energy that has to now be stored within our atmosphere. And you've got to remember, in comparison to the size of the planet, our atmosphere is paper thin. Yeah. Yeah. So we've now we've, we've added so much more energy within to, you know, heat energy uh, into the planet, and that's going to have devastating effects. And the more it increases, it's not minor inconveniences. It, it increases exponentially. Yeah. Um, and everyone's focusing on carbon right now because the next problem will be methane. And if anyone who's looked at planetary science will know... Our nearest neighbour, Venus, um, which is our sister planet, has a runaway climate uh, and it's uninhabitable because of methane. And we are now getting to the point where the global temperature is increasing that methane is now starting to escape, which means our problems are only going to get bigger and bigger if we don't start addressing this. And, and people like him who have these media empires who can um, pay and dictate and... and, and Point the story the way that he wants to point yeah, it. Yeah, and influence policy and people voting and, and, and creating conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory is delaying our action. And I remember even as a kid, uh, and this is going back decades because <laughs> I'm not young anymore. You're I'm not dinosaur old. people. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that old either. No, um, no, you're still, you're still young. I'm still sprightly. <laughs> <laughs> you're still walking upstairs. There you go. Um, uh, the, the thing is, is, even as a kid, I remember our teachers talking to us about mm. how we need to start taking care of the planet, how we're not, you know, we're... we're Back in your day? Yeah, can you believe it? I remember they were talking about pollution and, you know, really? our excess wow. of use of, um, of, of all sorts of Where things. Where was Rupert Murdoch during that time? Oh, he was still making billions of dollars. Don't worry <laughs> oh, about him. Oh, that's right. He's, he's like and, you know, and, and it's a bit rich for him to tell us what we should accept for our future when he can clearly see that he doesn't have... Uh, decades and decades left, well, um, but he, our, the children wow. and our future generations do. He's not. He's he no is spring 89 chicken. years yeah, old. He's only. Well, I don't know how much longer he's got for this. Earth, well, but he he's still going to get the Pfizer vaccine. Well, you know, and if and, and if and if and if all those stories are true about elderly people yeah, dying, give, give him about ten doses. Let's see. <laughs> no. I, I don't mean that. I, I don't. I wish, that. I wish no ill on anyone. Don't don't no. quote me on that. Don't put that on a sandwich board. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. I wish but, no ill on anyone. But do you reckon he will take the Pfizer vaccine? Because if if he's denying climate, he mostly denies COVID too. Well, I I don't know what he will do, and I and I, I can't talk to his motivations. But um, he is very you know, he is. I can't believe how well he speaks still as an eighty nine year old. Well, the thing, and this is what I mean by what I was saying before: for someone to be promoting. Uh, an adjunct to um, climate change. He he will not have to suffer the consequences of his policies and the and the and the stance he's taken. Um, yep. But it is um, the children and their descendants um, who will have to do that. And you know, not that I'll be around to see it, but I can I can imagine in a couple of hundred years time, the people living then will look back on us and they'll say, "What were these people thinking?" You know, and, and someone will say, you know, they knew it. You know, they were modelling it. They were tracking the progress of it all. They were, um, they knew the temperature was rising. And people say, and they did nothing. They they just sort of looked around and they argued and they debated little points. And But, you know, they were slow to react. And now we're living with um, all these problems. 
Well, it, it is a very interesting uh, talking about conspiracy theorists and conspiracies, and we have kind of moved oh, into. Oh yeah, we've we've <laughs> gone <laughs> we we've were... gone through vaccines, we've gone climate, change, but that's where all so, these conspiracy theories lay. So um, that is going to do us for this show because it is. Literally an hour. Um, We're done. We're done. We're done. So we left you not really knowing much about conspiracy theories, except we covered covered some of the psychology behind it and and, and the way people approach it. How can we cure conspiracy theorists? Well, the best way to do it... um, Is turn everything off. Sadly, the research shows that it takes about two years to... Really? Reposition someone from being a conspiracy theorist to finally believe in the evidence and... and, and, um, So in other words, we need to put them in, in concentration camps? I didn't say that, and I wouldn't recommend that, uh, and that's going to create a whole heap of other conspiracy theories. Um, what I would do is that if you do know someone who is a conspiracy believer, actually ask them and 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 and, and go with an inquisitive mindset. the the less the, the least successful strategy is to just tackle them head on. Um, because yeah, that's because of confirmation bias. They 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 already are dismissed your arguments before you even started, yeah. um, totally and agree. they are fully armed with the nonsense arguments that they found on that like that website we just went to and um, other places. Yes. Um, and and so therefore, if you ask from an inquisitive point of view, and then you sort of say, oh, but that doesn't you know you could ask them say, but how would that explain this and how does that explain that? Um, and look and and don't expect to enter the conversation thinking that you're going to walk out of it with a victory, you won't. It's about planting seeds and then... And You'll most probably get a door slammed on your face. Oh, you know... Or a loser. Oh, or, a, a or, or if you're not careful, you might get sucked into it as well. <laughs> yes, the aliens are here to take you. Yeah, yeah. They're so wear your, your tinfoil hat and, and be prepared. Or do what Jess Bezos is doing and build a spaceship to get out of Earth. Yeah, look... I wish I had that money. Yeah, I wish I had that spaceship building type yeah. of money. Okay, we're out of here. This has been Soundbites for another week. I'm Russell. And I'm Peter. And we will see you next Friday. Um, Bye for now. Bye.